Welcome to Songwriter Trysts, an intimate podcast that is connecting songwriters from all over the world. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. To support the podcast and follow our journey, you can find us on songwritertrysts.com. Welcome to a songwriter tryst. I've got Matt and Jason from the band Darlinghurst. Welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it and you guys sound like a lot of fun already just by simply getting set up. So let's just start. I haven't done that many podcasts where I've talked to two different people at the same time. So you guys are going to have to choose who goes first and, and how this conversation we'll tr- goes. We'll try not to talk over each other. Yeah, we're really trying to. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be rude, so let's not do that. Okay, so who wants to start? Tell us, who are you and where do you come from? Oh, you go first, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. So we are Matt and Jason from Darlinghurst. We are based in Victoria, which is a bit confusing for a lot of people because Darlinghurst is the name of a suburb in Sydney. (laughs) We're, We're located in Victoria. So there's four of us, me, Jace, Cassie and Pagan. We've been together for about... Oh, four years now. It's hard to keep track with all the lockdowns and everything. But we've been together for a while. We've just released our, our brand new self-titled album, which we're pretty wrapped with and, you know, we've been waiting for this day for a long time now and we're excited to, that we were able to release it. It's a, it's a big thing and you guys have just done it so well with an album. How did you guys get together four years ago? What was the, the catalyst for Darlinghurst and why did you call it after a suburb in Sydney? <laughs> we, we, got, <laughs> we, we got together through a mutual producer called Pete Dacey. He sort of knew all of us, I guess, sort of separately in, in the past, I guess. Like I was working with Pete at the time. Pete knew Cassie from a, a previous project that they worked on. And I think, Matt, you did your... Your your work experience at his studio or something like that is that right? Something yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Pete, so Pete, he's been aware of all of us over the years. Anyways, when he sort of got, uh, long story short, when he started to sort of get the impression that we're all looking for an original project to do, he sort mm-hmm. of kind of all put us, sort of set us up in a room just to see what would happen. I guess how we'd sort of react to each other and all that. So, anyways, yeah, yeah we did that and and uh, yeah, we all got on so well and. Yeah, that's pretty much how it started. And, this, okay. and the, the name of the thing came from a movie script Cassie was writing uh, a little while ago <laughs> called Darlinghurst. Um, okay. And, yeah, so we've, we, when she mentioned that, we took, yeah, we was like, oh, could we use that name and, and hopefully be in the movie too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are you all actors as well or are you just? No. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Just, just Cassie. She's done a lot of film stuff and. We're not yet, but maybe that could be something we could do as as well, Jace. What do you reckon? Well, we've tried to do that in the video clips, you know, like the real hard Fabio sort of looks at the camera, but it's never really worked. <laughs> uh, it, feel, it doesn't feel very natural. Oh, I think you do all right. <laughs>
takes time getting used to being in front of the camera. I think you, do, you guys do really well. And it, so it sounds like you had like a, a blind date, essentially, with some artists just to sort of see how you'd write together. Do you guys all write the songs together or how does that work? Yeah, we all write the songs together. It's quite a collective process for us. Just Yeah, we all just put it into a pot, stir it into a pot and mm-hmm. just see what happens. And we've had some collaboration with... Um, with Jack and Ruby from the band Daisy, so mm-hmm. there was a handful of songs off that off, off our debut album that yeah that we co-wrote with them, which was amazing, uh, they, mm-hmm. and they're great songwriters in their own right. But yeah, it's just a big collective pot. That's how I sum it up in a sentence. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I think it's good to see people collaborating and supporting each other and lifting each other up. And my first impression of you was like the Australian country version of ABBA. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're the only one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but. You have such a beautiful way of singing and harmonising with each other and it, it does bring off that vibe it, and it could just be the fact that there's two male and two female vocals. Yeah, it could be that. It's just like, look, we, we love Amber but it's not something I guess we've gone out and sort of done but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, you're not the first one, right, I guess, that's sort of said <laughs> that but we'll, we'll take it, I guess, or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing to be likened to one of the biggest bands in the world. That's You're doing all right if that's what people are saying you're like. I got someone told me in, in country music that I sounded like Beyonce. Wasn't it great? <laughs> it was country, country Beyonce, was, I like that. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, guess yeah, I don't think she was saying I was country. I think she was just saying I'm not country, <laughs> but like in a nice way. <laughs> okay, so tell me how, like, what, what your goal is for your, your songwriting and, and can we go back to maybe how you guys as individuals started and I want to get to know you guys a little bit more because you're the ones on the call. As songwriters, what was the inspiration just to get into music in the first place? Yeah, so for me, I grew up in a musical family, so I was always surrounded by all different instruments and vocals and stuff, and it was something I wanted to pursue pretty early on in life. And I don't know, for some reason, I just it felt like it was a really great way to express myself. And I always remember you'd be sitting that cliche, but sitting around a campfire and everyone's Jimmy Barnes or play a cover and stuff. And I never actually knew any covers because whenever I'd try and learn a cover, I'd always try and, you know, come up with my own sort of my own thing and always wanted to write and express myself through music. It was an early age for me, I think. Well, Jace, what about you? Yeah, mine sort of started early age too. It's just, I guess I the songwriting sort of thing came into play when I started, I think I started listening to Billy Joel and when I started to realise that he wrote his own songs and things like that, uh, like it just sort of started from there and then I, I, like I was a massive Elvis fan growing up and when I was reading like all the, the, the album sleeves and all that and I'm like always, just always thinking, who's Lieber and Stoller? Is it like a company? Is it a, and, and you sort of just get curious from that. So that's where it sort of started mm. For me, and since then, it's just you just start artists, and yeah, things just sort of fall into place in a sense. Just to yeah, but I'll say Billy Joel. That was that was my first okay. yeah. And the girls also, they've been in a variety of original bands as well. They're really great songwriters as well. The fact that we all do write, and we all write quite different differently. Really, like what Jace was saying, it's we put it all in the pot, but every everyone's different parts and different ideas. They're, they're quite different, but then when they come together, form something quite unique, I think. Yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing about co-writing is that you do kind of get a little taste of everyone and that is what's unique about it. Just like each of you are unique yourselves, you get to put that into your music and, and see how it comes out. I'm, I'm curious though because one of the biggest things I find, especially in Australia and, and, and 
I've learnt also in other cultures, is that the arts isn't necessarily considered a career path when you're in high school. You know, it's that journey of being passionate about music and art in high school or, or as a kid and then telling, you know, your parents or your careers counsellor at school that you want to get into music as a profession, that can be a difficult conversation. What was that like for you guys with family and, and that, you know, transition of this is what we're going to do or this is what I want to do? Well, I, th- I think it's for, I guess for, for all of us in the band, I'm pretty sure it would be safe to say on behalf, like our, our, our parents and family, friends and all that, they've been very supportive of the whole thing mm. since day one, you know. So it's, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's probably not considered a, you know, your, your usual sort of, yeah, career path or thing, uh, but it's a labour of love in a sense and that's why mm. we, we do what we do, you know. So I think that's, yeah, that's just my sort of take on it. But, yeah, we've everyone in the, in the band, our family's been very, very supportive. Yeah, I was fortunate too because my parents, you know, they're they're singers themselves and they've they're professional musicians so they they didn't really Thank have you. a leg to stand on so <laughs> if that yeah but um no yeah like Jace is saying my parents are extremely supportive of me and whatever I chose to do they were going to be you know behind me that's um, awesome but it, it it is it is tricky when you're telling people at school and stuff you're aspiring to be a musician they're like oh you sure you don't want to get a real job it's like <laughs> but, you know, yeah. you do have, I think every musician has that doubt in their head whether they're pursuing something that's actually going to be a career or not. But mm. I think when you have that that want and passion, I think you just, you end up just having to make it make it work. And, you know. You don't have a choice really. Exactly. You? And it, it is hard. There's a lot of ups and downs and it, you just have to ride it out. And, yeah, because you love it so much, you're going to continue to do it anyway. Mm. It can be. Oh, it can be I done, though. It, it definitely can be done. All this stuff, but it's, yeah, it's just like anything, though. Nothing's really guaranteed, in a sense, really. So, you might as well. No. You but know. you're enjoying it. Like it looks like on the outside that you guys are having fun. You know, and I feel like it wouldn't really matter if you'd been number one on the Aria charts or if no one listened to it. It looks like you guys have just genuinely had a lot of fun, and you're doing what you love. Oh. And that seems that comes across to me anyway as the most important thing. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think look, getting the number ones and all that is great. But and all that, it's it's uh, great to have that sort of uh, yeah. But it's the, the number one thing for us is you get driven by yeah by the thing that you that you're passionate for. That's the number one thing for us is is to just try mm. and you know just make as you know we're musicians, so we you know make as great mu- you know music and write as great songs as as we can. Something that we're proud of. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I think too that you know if you, the process is so long and the you know you get all those awards and the, you reach those destinations, but they're all they're always quick things and you're always striving for the next mm. thing. And we think it's really uh, really important to enjoy the process. And I think if you are enjoying the process, you're going to achieve better outcomes anyway. That's absolutely right. And the awards and stuff is is nice. I think, I think someone told me what does it mean when you win an award on one of these podcasts and they said it simply means you can charge more <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I think but it was in America and they were talking about like the Grammys and stuff but it was a really, it was the best way I think I've, I've found them putting it is just having that validation and knowing that you've worked hard to get where you are. Exactly. Yeah. 
when you are writing songs or you're think like you're working on songs for projects that you guys want to do as a band and the Darlinghurst brand, is there like a, a message or a core kind of goal behind what you want to communicate and what vibes and, and messages you want to put into into the atmosphere into your fans and what you want them to take away from your music? Look, I guess there's always you know different themes or, or subjects that you know when we're writing a song like you obviously there's songs can be sort of influenced by certain things or experiences but um yeah the main thing i guess for us is just to just to be honest with it uh, with ourselves with it first and and that yeah that's pretty much the same that the, since day one it's been that because when we first all got together and we're trying to think oh what we're going to what, what what sort of stuff we're going to do we're starting to get curious what what sort of music we're going to it's going to come out, but you know the first thing we just sort of decide on is just let's just you know just be be honest, be ourselves, and see what what happens. And yeah, and so far it's worked well. And yeah, we'll just keep continue to do that. Really, was it always going to be country? Like, was it that was not an option? Or no, I think it's no. I think the the country element of it was always going to be in there, just because of again as influences. Cassie and Pagan they've sung together for for years, and and they've covered a lot of grounds, including country. Matt's mm-hmm. Matt's with the folk background, you know, so that sort of leans towards that sort of stuff, anyways, in the sense. And yeah, and and I've yeah, I've always been in, in pop music, but growing up on older country music and and living in Nashville for four years, that sort of all sort of blends in if you think about like yeah just all your experiences sort of blends in there so I think that country element's always was going to be there I guess it always will be in there just because how we are. Why were you living in Nashville for four years? Oh I took a plane there and and, no (laughs) (laughs) no, I went I went there I went there after I was living in the in in England for four years and I moved over to Nashville just I was just sort of following gut instinct to be honest and and yeah, just at the time, I was rediscovering my love for country music, and and mm. yeah, I just moved out, moved out there, and and just took everything in out there, really. So, yeah, it's that's, beautiful. Yeah, it's an inspirational place. It re- yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's a one, one, yeah. wonderful city. And you guys have goals to be able to go and tour over there and have your music, you know, heard outside of Australia. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the plan was to hopefully head over to Nashville last year, but obviously mm. with COVID. Everything um, has made it a little bit hard, but no, it's definitely a, a goal of ours t- is to get there. And I think what's what's that bar called, Jace? That I think it's the only reason you want us to um, go over there is to go to this <laughs> well, bar. Well, well, it's half the reason. Like, but it, <laughs> we'll which do, one's the bar? Oh, it's, it's called Robert's Western World. It's the it's the, it's the greatest. Yeah, it's one of the greatest bars. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Like, to be honest, like, yeah. Okay. It is. Uh, it is amazing. <laughs> I, was, I, I went there in 2019 and I, you honestly, did? I, I mean, I, I loved it, but I did not. I, f- I thought I went to just about every bar. <laughs> Obviously, you can't get to all of them. Oh, was so a few, well, Where, where you, was that one? It was a few bars down from Tootsie's on the same side. Oh, okay. But it's just all like, just the, like the traditional sort of country music was played in there. So all the, all the older stuff. And anyway, we, yeah. we probably shouldn't get into it because I'll, I'll just keep talking about it. <laughs> you talk over it. I love That's that cool. place. <laughs> all right. I wanna, I'll ask you about co writing then. Because that that is sort of something that is elusive to me and, and a lot of people, the collaboration process. How do you guys approach it and what do you think is really important when, when collaborating on songwriting? Look, I think it comes back to – it all comes down to, I guess, relationships and dynamics, I think. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. when you find certain people that you sort of feel comfortable with and, and have the same on the same page with things, 
that's it. Sort of just falls into place, to be honest. I think like that. Yeah, that's if I put that in a sentence. I think yeah, yep. yeah. I think it's really important to to be a good listener and you know really give the time to every idea because mm. even if it's you know not it may may not be like that's the part, but there'll be things in an idea that might lead to other other parts as well. So. I think just accepting every idea and working, taking the time to work on that, I think really can manifest to something great. So I think working with people, well, like working, you know, in a group with any any situation, you need to be able to work together and, you know, really respect everyone's ideas and allow for a comfortable environment so people, so mm. everyone feels comfortable to express their ideas as well. I think that's that's really good advice. And doesn't come naturally to everyone. No, absolutely no. not. No. But um, I think um, that's where we're fortunate in the band is that we, like you said, it, it looks like we're having a lot of fun because we actually are and that really helps in the writing process because we do feel comfortable mm. around each other and, yeah, we feel comfortable to be able to express our ideas and and feelings. So That's good. And do you have any issues with, I guess, creative quarrels around is it always the four of you when you're writing or cuz i find i find more than 3 quite overwhelming so i'm curious <laughs> now look i think every look every sort of song it's it can start from one sort of idea but by the time we we're about to enter the studio it's it's all run sort of through us in our own sort of way so okay. it, yeah so now it it yeah, it could start off as like one person writing or two uh, two of us and then but we all right. yeah we all just sort of yeah, jump. Okay, jump I get you. Yeah, 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 no, I get you. Yeah. Cool. We, all right. We, yeah, yeah, we we started writing with four four people that were well, all of us on Zoom and Skype and stuff, which mm. which we thought would be a great idea, but with all the delay <laughs> and everyone talking over each other, proved to be quite difficult. But uh, that's why, because we all get along with each other, we might, you mm. know, I might do a writing session with Pagan or Jace with Cassie, and then we then yeah, we put it all together and then work work on it together and. See what comes out. So, sounds like the best way to do yeah. it. What would you say the best advice is that you've ever had given during this industry or starting up your band and releasing your music? Is there anything that sort of stuck out for you as something that's really helped you make important decisions? Oh, there's heaps. Yeah, <laughs> there's he- no, there, there is. There's, there's heaps. There's heaps. Look, my look, my my personal one. Is just is it's not really, it's sort of not really a music sort of thing, but it's just like just to be, just to be happy with, just to feel I don't know, as at at, at peace as much as you can with things. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, how to explain it, but that's the most important thing to 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 me, anyways. uh, That Mm. sort of thing, but I don't know how to really sum it up in a quote or anything like that. But yeah, don't worry, be happy. Yeah, let's do that. That bass fish, bass like fish. That. That's that's my that's where I get my inspiration. Bass fish. Yeah, I'm just singing. I'm just singing. I'm seeing the fish singing on the wall. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, well, like I said, my parents are really really supportive, but mm. they were they were always like, whatever you do, absolutely love it and do your best at it, and just the, you, there's a lot of noise and opinions around. But if it's something that you really feel and you chase that feeling because something great can can 
happen through that. So take, it's important to take people's advice, but really listen to your intuition and follow what you're feeling rather than, you know, leading someone else's life. Yeah, it can be a hard thing to learn to trust yourself. Absolutely. And trust your own gut, especially like if for me when I first started definitely felt like everyone else knew what they were doing, you know, and like it's like when you're a kid you just trust the adults, they know what they're doing and then you become an adult and you're like actually adults have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) It feels the same in the music industry. Like when I first started I just trusted everyone else, all the producers because, you know, they'd been in the industry for so long and I just didn't listen to my own body and what I wanted. For sure. yeah, I think the more and more I've been in it, it's like, actually, I don't like that. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, and yeah, trusting yourself, it can be, it's a growing process. I think so too. And I was talking to a lady the other day and she was saying, she's like, she reads energies and stuff. And she was saying that mm. it's only five years ago that I actually learned to listen to myself. And I'm in a situation where I, you know, I can actually hear what, you know, what I'm saying and what I want to follow. And so it might not happen straight away, but I think if you continue to work on that, I think everyone does achieve that eventually. Yeah. Well, we hope so. Yes. But it's an, it's an individual journey. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, you just never know. And the only person you can control is yourself. And if you want that, then you'll get that. And I think that's beautiful. That do you, do you feel like what she said was about right? That you kind of, there was a moment for you that that started to change? Yeah, absolutely. I think because, yeah, it, everything in its life's quite tricky and to to actually find what you wanted, whether it's a career or the type of life you want to live, it's quite hard with all the, all the noise around and even you having all these thoughts and stuff, it's really hard to yeah. actually just sit down and really think about what you're feeling, mm-hmm. which I think that's probably the best thing anyone can do is actually sit down with themselves, which COVID and all the lockdowns and stuff I think has allowed yeah. for to actually just sit with yourself without all the distractions and actually listen to listen to your truth. So, yeah. I agree. I was thinking that when you were saying that, I've, I often thought at the beginning that everyone's stopping for a few months. Yeah. Was actually probably, except for construction and health industry people, but, like, you know, all the essential workers didn't get this break. Yeah. But that break of being able to go, hang on a second, am I happy with what I'm doing with my life or am I sort of on autopilot, you know? Is it, it's and, quite a confronting yeah. thing too oh, and not yeah. many people like to do that but I think it's extremely beneficial to do that. How did you guys cope with it all? Like being so young in the industry as a, as a group, an original group, and then this happening, what... What was your process? What was your thought pattern? Well, I guess it was just to look at, for us, it was just to keep, just to keep the mind busy and, and focused, you know. So we wrote, we wrote every day, kept in touch with each other every day, obviously with our families as well, but uh, with all that. But yeah, I guess music wise, it was just, yeah, just, just doing the best we can with the, with the situation as good as possible, you know. So mm. yeah, because we had the time and stuff, yeah, it was just, it was just songwriting and drinking coffee. It's good. A lot uh, of coffee. Mm. I'm glad you said I was coffee. Say coffee's healthier than wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But no. Just, I thought you were going to say whiskey. Well, that too. Uh, no. The, the end of the end of the night. But yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. No, but it's. I think that's just. Yeah. It's just making best of the situation, really, and and that's all. I think all of us can can do really. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think your your COVID song should definitely be Coffee and Whiskey. <laughs> it sounds like a country <laughs> song. <laughs> it sounds like a country lockdown song, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is a question that I ask to everyone essentially at the end of the podcast and it is based around your inspiration so you can take in turns with it however you want to go. But if you could co-write with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, tricky. For me, I'd probably say Paul Simon. I think mm. he's so diverse. Each album he releases, he's still got his core sound, though he does, he's not um, scared to, you know, branch out and incorporate different, you know, different styles and different ways of writing. And I think mm. he, yeah, mine would definitely be Paul Simon. I think he's an incredible lyricist as well. So I think he'd be great to work with. Mm. Mine would, oh, I guess Billy Joel, yeah. But, but yeah, but Bert Bacharach is another one that I'd find very. I'd love to just sort of sit in a room with him and just sort of see how he, you know, comes up with his ideas and everything. But, but yeah, I guess Billy Joel. That's cool. That's that's my yeah. Awesome. Well, that's the end of my official questions, and thank you for your patience and sharing so openly about you know, how you guys got together and, and what your process is and everything like that. It's going to help hopefully inspire and encourage all the songwriters and, and artists and fans that are listening in who wanted to get to know you guys a little bit better and what you're doing. Can you tell us, you know, now that you've released the album and you've had so much success, what what are your plans for the future? Oh, I think I think just to get in the same room together first. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that actually been booked in? You guys got a date for that uh, yet? I, don't, I think we're... I think we're Probably still a week off, I guess. With it's a bit, it's up. a bit tricky at the moment because Cassie, uh, she's on, she lives in a border town, so she's in New South Wales, and the borders are still shut at the moment. We're in Victoria, so as <laughs> soon as they open the border, we'll be heading there and rehearsing. And I think next year we've got a, a bunch of gigs lined up, and it looks as though things are opening and that they'll go ahead. Mm. So. I think just to get in the same room and start rehearsing because we haven't rehearsed in a while. Yeah, we better start rehearsing for these gigs. (laughs) Get your your ABBA vibes back. Exactly right. (laughs) We've been working on our dance moves, haven't we, Jase? And our outfits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can anyone see that anywhere? Like which was your favourite social media platform? We're across all social media platforms but mainly on uh, Facebook and Instagram, which is Mm -hmm. under Darlinghurst Band. You can also find out. When all our gigs are and all that on our website, which is www.darlinghurst-band.com.au. Great. Well, I'm going to put a description of the podcast and all the links to you guys so that people can go support you, listen to your music, come to your live shows. I'll definitely be at the Gold Coast Brisbane one. Hopefully, I'll, you know, I'll get to play at the festival with you guys. We can all hang out. Awesome. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing and well done for being so resilient and creative through um, the last few years. It, it's been a challenging time for everyone and I appreciate your positivity and the fun that you're having. That's beautiful to watch and I hope to see more of it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we look forward to having a coffee and a whiskey together. Oh, we have to. <laughs> and write the song. Oh, write the song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, appreciate it, Ray. Thank you. Thanks for joining our songwriter, Trist, today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. 
To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com. Crowd, no one-